So la- last week, everything went kind of wrong. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Uh, more went wrong than actually made it to the recording, I realized. I listened back, and I'm like, wow, Brandon cut out that whole section where, like, everything <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> yeah. And everything else offline went wrong as well. But, David, you were saying that stuff ended up going right. Yeah. So last Monday was just crazy. Uh, Dan showed up because I screwed up my calendar and I wasn't expecting that and both of my computers started having major issues. I didn't have a project that day because I wasn't expecting Dan and the podcast wouldn't record and we tried three different things and at the end... It wouldn't record for you and all of us. All of us, yeah. So that didn't make it into the podcast but we were... uh, It was very frustrating where the the plugin that we used to record our podcast just wasn't working for anybody. So we had to scramble and try to figure out another way to record it, which we did. And I didn't have a project that day, and you guys brainstormed one um, for me, and we did it. We got it done in the amount of time that Dan was here. By the end of the, of the day, it was such a great day because my computers got fixed, uh, the podcast got recorded, the podcast got edited, the, the the project video was shot, and I was happy with the outcome of the video. Like, at the end of the day, I'm like, man, that was a good day. And it just started off completely wrong. And so I thought, maybe we can talk about when everything goes right. I think that, that would be cool because I've actually had... I didn't have the experience that you had <clears throat> where stuff started going right. But I don't want to complain about it. And I complained. You guys let me complain to you a little bit before we started recording, and I appreciate that. But I also realized recently, in the last maybe week or so, that people around me complain constantly. And a lot of it is my kids. You know, kids are kids, and they complain. Uh, But I just hear people in person and online just complaining about stuff all the time. And I, I hope we weren't doing that last week. I don't think that was the goal. But even though since last week... Um, stuff has not really gone super well. Stuff's still kind of crazy. I don't want to complain about it. So I would like to talk about the good stuff. Right? You have a, you have a pass a little right. bit. You have a little bit of a pass. Mm-hmm. I do? You have a complaint <clears throat> pass. 30 seconds. Go. <laughs> 30 seconds. No, I already used it. <laughs> I used my pass before we started recording because I didn't want to subject everybody to it. Um, but so, like, I'm still having a bunch of the same problems that we were having last week. Computer problems, you know, waiting on material. I'm behind on videos and, and this and that. Um, but I also, you know, I, I just want to think about, I want to focus on the good stuff. I want to focus on the stuff that's going right. You are. Um, that's do it. That's the attitude that I've been working towards for about four years now is less mm. complaining and, and focusing on the good stuff. Uh, um, it really does make a difference. It does. Sure. I, I don't, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I had bef- right before I went full time, before I was even thinking I could do this full time. I was reading a book and the book is called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And there's some very hokey stuff in there. Uh, So if you read it, just keep that in mind. But it's a it's one of those books that changed the way I think. And then there was an exercise. This is a very, very tiny part of the book. So it's it's not what the book is about. Uh, But there was an exercise of don't complain for and I forget how long it was, maybe three weeks, try not to complain at all for three weeks, and just see how everything around you changes. And maybe it was a coincidence, but all these crazy things happened to me 
in those three weeks that I was performing that exercise, um, they they were all career things. Um, And one of them was getting that that book deal. Another one was working. It was my first kind of like sponsored thing. And it just all happened at the same time while I was not complaining. And I just kind of had this moment of like, I need to change the way I think and and focus more on the positive stuff. And I do slip all the time. Uh, I, I try to focus on the good things. And But like I, I tweeted last week about like uh, I was having computer problems. And then after I tweeted, I'm like, why did I? I didn't need to tweet that. That was that was that was just me <laughs> venting and getting people to pat me on the back and say it's going to be OK. Like, I, I don't know why I do that, but I, I want to do that less. It's it's funny that we're talking about this because I just had a conversation with a close friend this week, and he's he's often vents about how his career isn't moving fast enough. And I said, I go, if that's the state of mind that you would want to keep reminding yourself, that might be just where you're going to stay. And not to get too wordy about it, but I said, if you take more of a positive attitude and, and look at the successes you had, have, and still have, and still win every day although they're not as much as he would expect, I said, then I think your fruit will grow a little quicker. Just because it's a mental state, too. Uh, you, you know, and it's, it's like, it, it's just a state of mind where if you just kind of take a positive road, it, it, it's hard to quantify exactly what it is, but I believe that wholeheartedly. And people around me know, uh, I've had a couple of girlfriends, I said, complaining is not an option. If there's something you don't mm. like, just go change it. But you can't complain. Because yeah. I, I grew up with a complainer, and uh, he's gotten better as he's gotten older. But my dad complained a lot as we grew up. He's never going to listen to this, so I'm a little apprehensive. But <laughs> don't anybody <laughs> tell him to listen to this. But my dad would complain about a lot of things. And me and my brothers and my sister would be like, well, then why don't you change that? Why don't you change that? So I personally grew up looking at that, knowing that that's not a good state of mind, is to constantly whine about Either what you don't have, you know, what successes aren't coming to you fast enough, and you know, and, and of, I, I've been kicked in the teeth a hundred times in my career. You know, where I think, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be the thing. That's going to be the thing. Or, and and I, Patrick, who I'm going to talk about in a minute, Patrick, who's become my electrician and very close friend. Uh, we both talked about how, you know, there's nothing you could say to. I said it last week. I talked about it last week. You know, there's nothing that's going to surprise us at this point. You know, mm. we've been. We've been kicked in the stomach so many times, uh, you know, virtually by either failed projects or, you know, misled expectations or one thing or another. But just try and re- maintain a positive mental attitude. Is that PMA? Is that, a, is that a, an acronym people use? <laughs> try and maintain it. A, is now. It is now, yeah. <laughs> I got try so and maintain many. a PMA and then, you know, like that, that, that good vibe will, I believe, will, will attract other good vibes. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. So when I do find yeah. myself like kind of whining a little bit, I kind of reel it in. You know, like we all slip. It's, it's human nature. Of course. Yeah. I mean, we all have moments where we're going to slip into it. But I, I think a big part of that is that <clears throat> you're, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Either one of them. I think if you are looking for things to complain about, you start to complain. That makes you feel worse because then you're focusing on the stuff that you don't like. And then I think you naturally start to find more things that you don't like. And mm-hmm. you start to focus on those, and you talk about them, and then you focus on them, and you talk about it. And it's just like this thing. But the opposite is also true. If you can hold that stuff back and focus on the things that are awesome, 
then they motivate you. They make you happy, which makes you look for more things that are opposite, uh, awesome. And, you know, I really think both of those kind of are a momentum that you can get into. Um, and, of course, we slip. Of course, you know, we're going to have bad days, bad things happen, and you, you don't want to just, like, gloss over them all the time. But I do think that there's a momentum to looking for the best in things. It, it- as we go through uh, meetups and hangouts and stuff, I'm just using this as an example because it's kind of the only thing I could think of at the moment. But do you ever meet somebody and they're like so, they got such a good energy, and like they, you know, they they either just started a YouTube and they got, they have such a good energy, and you think to yourself, and like, and I, I don't know how I'm going to say this without sounding like an idiot, and you meet them and like everything seems to be going good for them, and then you realize like they have a very small circumstance, like they have a small audience, they have small but they're so positive about it. And then you think to yourself like, oh, I didn't add this. Like, why, why am I down on myself? Because I'm like up here and I'm not, I'm upset with myself because I'm not performing any better. And here's somebody with, let's say, again, I'm only using this as an example because it's a tangible one to this audience, but you see somebody with a tiny audience that has such a great PMA and you think to yourself, how come I don't have as much of a good PMA? I'm doing, you know, I have a thousand times more than what that person is happy with right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. So every mm-hmm. once in a while, we get reminded by seeing somebody that's just happy with what they have. I mean, I use the YouTube as an example because it's tangible. But you meet somebody with like, you know, one car that doesn't work very well, but they're happy that it works. And, the, and they like have a great PMA. And you think to yourself, oh, I got like 10 things that are all going good. And I'm complaining because that one thing isn't going good. So mm-hmm. sometimes we get checked by that. And, you know, you meet somebody that's healthy and you think to yourself, hmm, why I thought I was healthy, but I guess I'm not about <laughs> one dumb thing that's pointless. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? No, it makes it yeah. makes total sense. I think I find like when you uh, when you complain, you also start to blame other people and other things for your problems, and that's one that's of the reasons why you're complaining. Point. Yeah, and uh, one of my favorite quotes is: "When you blame others, you give up the power to change." Because mm-hmm. blaming others that that takes away that means it's you you can't change that because it's not your fault. Nothing's your fault. And so if it's not your fault, then you, then you, you can't change that. And so that's, that's just one of the quotes that I, I, I absolutely love. And I, I do try to live by it. And I do try very, very hard to not blame other people for my problems. I think that's a, an excellent plan. Cause it's super easy to do. Yeah, <clears throat> it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I don't know how much we have to talk about this, but my hands hurt a lot right now because I've been doing tile. Right. Complaining? Um, just to ramp up yeah, to a complaint? I, well, well, it is. It is. But I want to I'm, – I'm, I'm saying this because it is a constant irritation right now. My, yeah, I've been doing tile, and so, you know, like when you don't wear gloves like you're supposed to and then you work with concrete or mortar or something like that and it dries your hands out really badly, it just that happens. And I'm bad about wearing gloves, so I forget. So my point is, even though like I can, uh, you know, something bad could happen this morning and I can be bummed about that and, and push it off and forget about it and try to move on. This is one of those things that like they hurt. My hands are cracking. They are hurting right now. No matter what, you know, attitude I have or whatever, it hurts. And so it's weird that because I don't have a lot of things like that in my life that are this constant struggle, this constant thing that is you know, reminding me and always trying to pull me back into being upset about something or complaining about something. And it just kind of stuck out to me that how blessed I am that I don't have things like that. I don't have, you know, disability. I don't have, uh, 
you know, like severe problems with anyone in my family. I don't have to care for somebody in a way that, you know, takes a whole lot out of me. You know, some people will care for their family members who need a lot of extra help and stuff. And I don't have any of those things. <laughs> the worst I have is irritated fingers. <laughs> like, poor me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's it's so easy to be like, oh, man, my hands really hurt. Oh, they've been hurting for like three days. Boo-hoo. <laughs> like, yeah. big deal. I went to a piano race. Hang on just a second. I went yeah. to a piano recital yesterday. My two kids, the first piano recital, and it was amazing. It made my day. It made a, a otherwise kind of meh day, and probably will make this week. Getting to watch my two kids have their first recital, playing Christmas songs, being taught by the woman who taught me how to play piano. Oh, that's wow. freaking amazing! Awesome. Anyway, I'm done. Go. <laughs> uh, I just I just want to throw in a, a hot tip for dry cracked hands because it's dry cracked hand season, and um, that. There's that stuff called working hands. Uh, it's like a it's like a cream. If you put that on your hands and then you wear rubber gloves for about an hour, I do that. I do that a lot. Yeah. It it changes everything. Like it's it's almost like huh. an instant cure. Yeah, you're gonna wow. feel silly okay. wearing rubber gloves, but it really does help. What was the movie where Bernie Mac uh, was? Oh, it was Ocean's? Was it Ocean's Eleven? Where he moisturized and he wore gloves. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? There, there's, I don't know. There's also the uh, the the, um, the Steinbeck movie of Mice and Men. Um, where the, the the one dude wore a glove with Vaseline in it to keep his hands soft for his wife. Oh my don't god! Don't remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember that one. It's a good idea. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Cool. All right. Well, any, so uh, what else has been going on? What have you guys been up to? We kind of skipped that. Part. We we did. We jumped right in. Uh, so. Uh, my project this week, I, I think it's coming out the day that this is coming out, is I did the, the wood block print. Uh, we, we talked last week. Oh, you know, make- it's funny. I noticed you did that. Of course you did that. Uh, we talked about it. But then I noticed like four or five other YouTubers on Instagram were putting up prints. Did you notice oh. that as much? Laura, for instance, made like a rolling pin. She might have done it before we talked. But she did a rolling pin Christmas card printer. Did you happen to see that? No, I didn't. I'll have to check it out. And Dustin Peener, going back a couple of weeks, he's been making the hammers. He sent me one with my name on it, the hammers, the rubber stamp hammers. <laughs> and uh, then I just noticed a couple of other people whose names I can't recall, but uh, I can't recall exactly where I saw them. But it seems like a few people are doing like the print block thing, which is oh. great. It's just so the season to see that. Yeah. yeah. So we took yeah. the the saying that my grandpa always says, keep moving. And we we made the the wood block print. I made thirty five of those prints, and uh, just like we talked about, I also resawed, resawed, resawed. I don't know which word to use. Part of that off. Resawed it. I resawed it. It's resawed. And then uh, made us made that into a sign. So I took those those letters and I glued them onto a piece of plywood. And I made a maple frame that goes around that. And then I poured color epoxy into the negative area. And it came out great. So now I got a sign and then 35 of those prints. Thanks to you guys and your quick thinking. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Sweet. That was mostly Jimmy. I can't really take much credit for that. But <laughs> but you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets credit. You were, you were, you were in the room. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, what have you been up to? Uh, I, you know, I've been mentally preparing. Oh, well, la- well last week, um, some people saw my Instagram story where I was talking about uh, showing off the CarGlide stuff. I am working with CarGlide. Uh, uh, CarGlide's a company that makes the bed extenders where you could have a big drawer in the back of your bed. And I really was like on the fence about it when the product came. I met them through Lincoln Welding. 
and then I've been working one specifically with the marketing guy, Hobie, who's turning out to be a close friend. And uh, Hobie came and spent a couple of days with me installing the product just so, because he just wanted, he also wanted to, happens to also be a filmmaker. So he wanted to film it for the marketing of his company. And uh, that video he's going to produce and edit, and I'm going to put it on my channel. So the video of us installing that, and then he's got a couple of marketing partners, uh, Iron Cross Bumpers. So we put the Iron Cross Bumpers on my truck, and then he's getting me a set of tires. We're getting a new set of tires for the truck. And uh, so it's going to be a little cross-branded promotion, and I'm going to do a little bit of TIG welding and modify some of the, the sliding bed just to do some uh, mods to it. Because it's all about modding your truck, whether you just bolt things on or actually cut and weld. And it turned out to be a, a really cool product. I was a little bit on the fence about it, but it's amazing. If you guys have noticed, I'm, like I said, I haven't done more than a couple of Instagram stories about it. But this entire full truck bed slides completely out. And it's great because the back of my truck, if anybody owns a truck with a cap on it, like right behind the cab is like no man's land. Like whatever is like rotting sandwiches and cups and bottles and, you know, projects you forgot you owned and tools that you never see again. And then one day when you clean your truck out, when it's sunny out, you're like, oh, this is that crowbar I've been missing. Oh, here's that ratchet strap I thought I left in the street. And it's, it's, it's no man's land. But now you have this truck bed and it pulls out and everything is brand new. As long as you keep everything on the bed itself everything becomes like brand new again. And it's great because I go, I've been going to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever, and I pull the bed all the way out. I put a couple of the products right at the front, heavy things like a bottle of glue, for instance. And then I close the drawer. And when I get home, it's like not crashed against the front with like a dent in it. It like stays where you put it. So the drawer you pulls out and has like a little backstop. So when you close it, that backstop is right behind the cab. So that's been working out to be a really, really cool product that I'm really happy with. Oh, and then the good news is, is that while we were working together, I pitched them the idea of them making my triple flip table in aluminum tubing because they have a full-on manufacturing facility in Utah. They have like half a million square feet of, and they got like a hundred welders on staff. Sweet. And they're going to, they're going to look into it. They really like the idea. So we're going to maybe make the triple flip table with them and uh, we're going to sell it flat packed. We haven't figured out all the details or how much it will be yet, but it's, we're going to try and do a licensing deal. And if everything continues to move in a positive direction, that product will be available. We're going to start working on a prototype, you know, just so they can put it through the paces and see where, you know, where the production needs help. But we'll sell, the loose concept is that we'll sell the triple flip table in one, two, and three sections. And the consumer will put it together, maybe weld it together, but maybe bolt it together. And then also, uh, you know, the, the, the main components will be assembled. You just put the legs on it. So the bottom frame to the top frame is really all you need to do. And then you provide the plywood. So we won't have to ship it with plywood. We'll just ship the steel frame or the aluminum frame. And then the consumer does. So that's how we keep the cost down for us and for for the end user. So we're working that out now. So it's Sweet. exciting. So yeah, not yeah. only am I going to do some advertising with them, we're going to do some uh, product development, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity there with them. I think uh, we, even when we were just having breakfast, I did an Instagram picture we were thinking and coming up and brainstorming because uh, Hobie's also, he's, he's from the motorsports business where everything is constantly being modified. And so the, your brain never stops thinking about where to put a roll bar or where to change the transmission or where to change the transfer case. And uh, so I learned a lot hanging out with him and I'm sure there's a lot more to come. So, hmm. so that was exciting. It was an exciting week. It's totally outside of my day to day, but it was, it was great. It was a great learning experience and I'm really excited that he's excited about the tables. So that's what Very I remember. Cool. Awesome. Well, I've been, um, what have I been doing? What have you been doing? <laughs> I've, 
I've been tiling. We're we're doing this mudroom laundry room renovation, and uh, <clears throat> I've just been kind of plugging along at it. You know, I got the sink mounted. I think I said that last week. We had it mounted, uh, the big cast iron sink, and then we did. We were waiting on tile to show up. It finally showed up, so that we did the tile. Then we did the grout. Now I'm at the point where I'm cleaning up the grout, and then we got to seal it tonight. And then we still have at least a couple other pieces we have to build. Uh, and this thing's supposed to be out next week, so I've got a whole lot to do. And we've got to get it approved and all that stuff. And so I'm not sure if I'm going to have a video this week or not. I was hoping to have the R2-D2, the first video in R2-D2, out. Because um, I thought I would be a little bit further along with it. But I just haven't had any time to put into it. So I don't know if I'm going to have anything for this week, which is kind of weird. Especially in December, because December is like a good month for ad revenue and stuff like that, you know. Like, it would be a shame to miss a week this month, but we'll see. Um, what else have I been doing? Still wrestling with IT stuff. I kind of need an IT person here, which is weird. Because <laughs> it's like I got computers that can't talk to each other and network stuff, and I've spent way more time than I would like trying to figure that stuff out instead of actually, you know, making stuff. So that's kind of a bummer, but... Here come the emails. I, yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk a little bit about that networking stuff. It's funny because I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a caveman and, and I kind of just leave well enough alone. And lately a lot of people have been surprised when they come over the house and they see like, that's your editing setup? I'm like, yeah, I just use a hard drive and a laptop. And, and that's why I showed it on my Instagram story last week. My laptop is five or six years old. I, I can't remember specifically, but it, so far it works. Every once in a while it fills up and I dump stuff off. And then I go back to just doing what I did five, six years ago. And I've thought about, I actually did have a desktop unit when I was in my, like my third or fourth year, but Taylor kind of slowly migrated onto it and took it completely over. So now I go nowhere near it. So I just moved over to the laptop and I just used, and it's great because I edit wherever I am. And if I get tied to a desktop, I, I feel I'll, I'll, I won't be comfortable with it. I do have a monitor where I can plug into it sometimes, but lately I hardly ever do. So it's just I keep it simple, you know, for the people that that are either you know young YouTubers or just wanting to start out. I personally keep it simple, but I don't have that life experience like you guys have, you know, doing more computer stuff more of the time. Yeah, I mean, I think you know part of it for me is I like gadgets for one, you know, and I have experience in the computer world but also we have other people involved right mm -hmm. so like josh is grabbing footage from one computer and putting Absolutely. it in place and then we got to send it to forby in a different city so there's a little more infrastructure but i mean honestly having a laptop and editing on that is it's a great way to do it i mean we we use laptops i just have it hooked up to a monitor mm -hmm. and even if you were to have a desktop that was maybe more powerful for that you know you could still keep all your footage and stuff on an external drive and then move it back and forth between yeah that's what i do you know yeah I mean, that's totally cool. My big thing is just um, I'm just trying to set up this server so that we can all access the same stuff, you know, in one place. And I've had one set up for several years, and it's worked fine. And then I tried to make a copy of it for redundancy, and then that seemed to have broken everything. So oh. <laughs> anyway, I'll get it figured out. Uh, it was supposed to like, hey, this will be a good safety measure. We should add this thing so there's copies of everything, and then now nothing works. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, look at this thing behind me. Can you see that on my wall right there? No, nope. you see what that is? Oh, no. Okay, I, so I there's this a little tiny piece. 
It's probably like four, three and a half, four feet tall. It's an Iron Man cutout that Dan the Maker Man sent me. And it's it's like he cut it out of wood and then painted it all up in really nice glossy paint. And it's just a super cool like sign of Iron Man. He knew I liked Iron Man, and so he made it and sent it. I just happened to see it in the camera, so <laughs> I thought cool. I would point it out. But thanks, Dan. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, so I accidentally hit share oh. screen. Oh, is my screen share? Oh, look at that. Yeah, that. Yeah. How do I stop it? Oh, I don't know. Clean up your desktop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we don't really have a topic or anything. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? I mean, is there anything going on or anything we could brainstorm? Or <laughs> I don't know how to stop sharing my screen. <laughs> Can we brainstorm on the picture Jimmy's computer? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, now, you're good. Don't push any more buttons. <laughs> you got it. Hands off. No, we, well, we were going to talk. I mean, I think the theme for the day, we got into complaining, but the theme for the day was sometimes things go right. And so I was going to tell a funny story, and I don't know if you guys have any stories where, like, sometimes things go right where we do all this preparation, and we don't even realize it, that we're preparing and preparing, preparing five different options for something, knowing each one of them is going to go wrong, or at least anticipating and then you're halfway through the first option and the job is done. And you almost will want there to be a problem because you spent so much mental <laughs> preparation <laughs> to no. solve all these problems. I, and I was going to share a story if, if you guys would let me. Yeah, yeah it's a simple story. Uh, Patrick and I, uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't pass pre-inspection on the electrical. Simple, a simple thing, uh, the, ca- the three, four cables come up out of the ground and they went directly into the, the main box outside the building. And now the uh, the electrician who's who who's who's uh, uh, going to give us our inspection, our pass. He came and looked at. It. He goes, everything looks good except those wires have to be pulled completely out and approach the lugs from above. So that means each wire has to. It comes directly out of the ground and goes right to the lugs, which is four lugs. And he says, now that you have to pull them out about three feet and then wrap them and loop them down. And that's so that the wires have some extendability in case the ground does a crazy heave. If the ground freezes and there's a heave and the ground pulls and pushes, those wires will have some flexibility. And that's what it's all about. And uh, so <laughs> thank God we're not hooked up to anything at the other side, at the street side. we got about 20 feet of cable sticking out of the hole that comes out of the ground. That would, we're leaving that for Central Hudson to then take and put up a pole into Transformers and stuff. But we were concerned that now we've pulled the wires up there, terminated them, and put them on. And now that each one of the wires has to get pulled out at least another three feet and then turned and plugged in. And so we were trying to think without the pulling machine from Southwire, how are we going to pull the wire? So we both invented this crazy contraption where we have a ladder leaning on the wall with the with a come along above and we pull one wire at a time and and we just didn't expect any of it to work and we had a couple of different ideas and and it just we're about to pull and, and ratchet it up and patrick looks at me and goes sometimes things go right and it was really funny because that's what we decided to talk about today and sure enough with the ratchet click 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 there was almost no resistance pulling the wires through 320 feet of ground tubing and we were able to pull them out, and then it was a little tough to bend that wire because we had to bend it really tight radius, and then lug it from above as opposed to lugging it from below. But it all worked out. So it was just a funny story when we were we just were like, "This isn't going to work. We're going to have to figure out. We don't know how. Like we didn't know what was going to. Uh, anyway, it all worked out. But it was just funny. We're just about to start ratcheting, and Patrick looks at me and goes, "Sometimes things actually work out." <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and so we had to pull, if we pulled each wire one at a time, it worked perfectly. We didn't decide to pull them all together because as we pulled them, we, we put them in place as we pulled what we needed for each one of them. So that worked out. So that, that was just a stupid funny story where sometimes you mentally prepare, you mentally prepare, you mentally prepare and things go well. I, I have a story. It has nothing to do with making, but it, it, it's, it's, it has everything to do with mentally preparing for everything to go wrong. A few years ago, before Toledo had an Apple store, um, I had my iPhone, the, the home button stopped working. And the nearest Apple store was in Ann Arbor, which is 45, 50 minutes away. And so I set up my appointment with them. And then the whole time I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm angry. I'm like, they're going to fight me on this. And this, these are all the things I'm going to say. So I had 50 minutes in the car to just think about all the things that I could say. And I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm frustrated and I'm just preparing for the worst because I don't want to buy a new phone. And I get there and the person looks at it and is like, yep, let me go grab you a new phone. And it was just, it was, that was it. And I was like, what? I prepared. I prepared my argument three, four, five but, times. But yeah. I was going to be mad. Yeah. And it all That's worked out. You know, it's Speaking funny. Of, Apple, Apple probably knows that because they're smart enough to know that. And that's probably what they teach those geniuses. It's like people are going to come in super frustrated, just short circuit anything so they just feel stupid. And there's nothing you can – like there have been times where I talk to customers, you know, good customer service. Hey, this thing doesn't work. I'm not really sure about the color. You know, the, the color doesn't work in the apartment. I'll be like, all right, well, what color you want? I'll repaint it. And they're like, oh. Like they're preparing for me to be like argumentative. And then when I say, yeah. all right, we'll come pick it up and we'll just repaint it. Oh, well, you know what? Let's live with it for a little while. Let my husband. <laughs> and then I never hear from them again. But it's almost um, like they need that. They need that, like, ability to, to be a baby. <laughs> so speaking of, of Apple stuff, my friend Dave used to be uh, one of the geniuses at the Apple store. Um, and he was listening last week to the show, and he told me to tell you, Jimmy, that you need to come visit, and he will fix your phone in your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's offered this before, I believe. Is that a, yeah, I think he is has. Is that a bug? Yeah. Is that a like, does he know, or is it just Jimmy's phone? It's just Jimmy's phone. It's just phone. Jimmy's phone. <laughs> I live and die by my calendar. You really need to get it. I used fixed. to. <laughs> I used to. I used to open my phone and go, oh, on this date, two hours from now, i got to do this. And it's like, oh, would you like an alert? Yes, please, I can alert. Like, somehow something changed in, like, that little flow that I used to have with my iPhone. It's completely interrupted. <laughs> didn't you say, and um, we don't want to have to get in the weeds on this, but didn't you say one time that you had, like, multiple phones, multiple iPhones with different phone numbers and different iCloud accounts on them? Maybe. Okay, <laughs> that's probably the issue. <laughs> I'm just guessing. No, I think I only have one cl iCloud account. I'm kidding. I only have uh, one iCloud account. Sure. I'm going to sure. hit plus. Hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I had a story that was similar to everything going right, and I lost it hmm. completely. But, I mean, I have stuff like that all the time, honestly. Stuff goes right way more than it goes wrong, which mm -hmm. is pretty amazing you know it's easy to forget about that i mean recently <clears throat> i'm always you know i've talked about this a billion times i'm always looking at kind of like what's the next year going to look like what where do we go how do i prepare for growth and how do i you know like what's the next step and how do i work towards that and everything and i have caught myself recently being i'm in the middle of a bunch of stuff so i'm thinking about all that i'm thinking about like the renovations that we're doing right now and they're in kind of a time crunch 
it's the holidays, so there's a whole bunch going on there. You know, I'm thinking about all these different things, and I get kind of bogged down in uh, in, in the overwhelm of all that stuff. <clears throat> and yesterday, I was in a bad mood, kind of. I got to watch the kids play piano, and that, that made me happy. And I kind of backed out of it for a minute and was just like, man, I'm like getting overwhelmed with so much good. You know what I mean? Like I, I was starting to get like, oh no, I'm stressed. Poor me. I get to renovate rooms in my house for a living. Poor me. I have a growing business that I have to figure out how to manage. Poor me. I've got computers that do the work that they need to do. I'm just having trouble connecting to them. You know, it was like I'm overwhelmed with, with goodness all these awesome things, and I can be upset because it feels like a lot, but then, like, just taking a step back and being like, holy crap, like, there's there's a lot of good here, and I just need to figure out how to get my mind to, like, track the fact that they're good, and I have to wade my way through them, you know, I, it's all still stuff I have to think about, I have to focus on, I have to give attention to, but it's not bad stuff, and it's not worth being upset about, and it's not worth feeling overwhelmed by these things, um... And I think that's the case for a lot of people. I know this time of year, I've heard from a lot of people that they, like I, the other day I posted on Twitter that I wasn't, it dawned on me that it was Friday and I had no clue what day of the week it was. And I usually have a pretty good kind of internal calendar, but I, it, like I saw Friday and I'm like, what Friday? Like, how is it? Wait, what is today? You know? And I posted that and a bunch of people responded that said, this time of year, I have the same problem because I'm heads down in making gifts or making things to sell for people for gifts. It's a big production time of year. And so I heard in that conversation from a bunch of different people saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm overwhelmed because I'm doing all this work right now for the holiday season. And I mean, they were kind of complaining, but also not really complaining. They were just stating it. But that was another example of like, yeah, you're overwhelmed and you're exhausted, but like you're making money, you're selling things, you're giving gifts to other people, you're making things for other people to give as gifts. Like it's all good, you know. It's not like a bunch of terrible stuff that you're you're, you're not tired because of terrible stuff. You're tired because of awesome work and opportunity. Is that your um, way of apologizing for missing our our thing that we were supposed to do yes. on Friday? <laughs> that was <laughs> that's part of it. Yeah, I totally missed a meeting uh, with David and some other people because I was tiling and just totally lost track of when and where and who I was for that long period of time. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, stuff is good. Stuff is good. Stuff is good. Stuff is and stuff is good. I, I am preparing for two thousand and nineteen to be amazing. I'm preparing for the best. What are you looking forward to the most? next year we don't have to do like resolution yeah. type stuff but like what's a what's a big thing that you're like sweet I'm, next year's gonna be there's a couple things i'm really really excited about and i i think i talked about it briefly but uh, i'm starting the music channel and i'm going to start also start doing more videos on make something too youtube channel and i ordered some lights for this room um back here i'm gonna do some sort of like like if you watch Philip DeFranco or any kind of those talking shows, they got a nice background. I'm going to have sure. a nice background back here. And I'm going to have lights set up here in the office. So I'm going to do more shooting in here. And I, part of it is I'm, I'm buying new equipment. So that's always fun getting the lighting and, yeah. and I'm going to build stuff back here. So that's going to be fun. But I'm excited to do these new types of videos to get back into a couple, a little, some more of the vloggy stuff. And I am 
it's it's so it's new and so i am just like i can't wait to 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 punch the gas and go like i'm super excited Mm. about about 2019 and it's just uh i i think i mentioned it before but i want to try to do more videos in the week but splitting up the project into two maybe one video is is me in my office talking like okay this is the design concept i have in mind this is where the inspiration has come from maybe give a software tip in the video and then we're going to go to the hardware store and to the lumber store and go pick up the supplies and then the next video is the actual build and so um just changing things up a little bit making them new and exciting for me uh i I, i'm going to officially announce right now that uh we have 12 classes available and we still haven't scheduled our class you two guys but we have some space in the calendar but we have 12 classes scheduled 11 or 12 classes scheduled right now on my website you can go to my website and go into the store and then go into workshops and then there's the schedule we haven't i haven't promoted it sooner because we still were tweaking the exact dates and times but we have welding classes we have blacksmithing classes we have three different blacksmithing classes we have two welding classes we have two leather classes um non-linear woodworking with Tracy again and uh, there might be some other stuff I'm just not thinking of but uh, they're up and available and we've sold about 25 slots already all in with all the classes there's there's over 100 slots for the summer so I'm looking forward to that Uh, it's a bit stressful for me to think about it so I usually just kind of compartmentalize it and then put it up on like the shelf in the top part of the closet and I don't think about it until like Taylor starts going we have a class this week we got to start <laughs> you got to get all your junk and hide it behind the, the weeds you know whatever it is and and everything usually goes very well I mean everything has always gone well nothing's ever gone wrong thankfully nobody's ever gotten injured and nobody's ever complained um, some people might complain that the prices creeped up and that's only because we have catering now. We pay the talent much more, and you know we have airfare involved. And now we rent a whole other house on top of our house, so we have a second house for spillover guests. So from the very first oh, uh, cool. time we did it till now, the price is more than doubled. And that's just because we were just figuring. In the beginning, we're just kind of like, oh, let's just test the waters and have a bunch of strangers sleep at our house. Oh, that was fun. Did we make any money? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> and so that's that's what we did. And. Uh, yeah, that was part and due to Howard being pushy and saying, let's let's regiment this and turn it into a real thing. He goes, you guys are like two hippies. Just like occasionally open the door to whoever feels like sleeping over. Goes, he said, uh, Howard said, he goes, you know, let's regiment it and put up a schedule. And so part of that was just get it up on the computer. We don't have to tell anybody to go there yet. And so for a few weeks, Taylor was, was working back and forth with Scott, who manages my store and getting everything organized. So it's not the best graphic experience but the information is there and Taylor is the boss and she handles everything and I'm just she just tells me when to show up and look nice put on new clothes (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about this the other day about our class and we should try to do that around Maker Faire New York that way we could force David to come to Maker Faire (laughs) and then we can all just go up to your place either before or after the weekend and do the class then you know yeah. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. I'm for it. Well, all right. We have a because I remember we just kind of we just mm, we just mishmashed around one of the blacksmith classes because of Make a Fair New York. So we'll see what's available right after. Can I defend yeah. myself? Something to think about. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Sure. Um, go ahead. It's, a, it's, it's not that I, I always want to go. I love the Maker Fairs. I always want to go. It's it's either it's usually a timing issue. That's that's the thing. So. Yeah. No, I I didn't mean like you don't want to go to them. I just meant it would be a good way yeah. to coincide, I've, like a good reason to get you there because we don't uh, be in the yeah. area. I've but been to know, the Bay Area one many times, but never been to the New York one. But Chudo, are you yeah. going to uh, you going to Maker Central? I am not. No, I can't. It's 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 so far away. It's so expensive. I know. We. I I and I and I'm, I apologize to all the people that are go- that want me to go. I. You sound like my kids. But uh, I have never been to Europe. I'm sorry, David. I know. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just gonna <sighs> pop through it and ignore it. I've never been. I'm gonna, to mute, I'm gonna mute myself. And Kelly's been trying to get me to go to Europe so many times. And so what we have decided is, if we are going to go anywhere in Europe, that we're going to, it's going to be about us. And so I have to get a vacation in first and go visit those countries before I can commit to something that's maker related over there i can't i can't do both at the same time i, I, I why if not we, if we're gonna spend the money to go over there we're going to it, it's gonna be about us that's yeah that's cool yeah i mean that's you know we kind of did that we jammed it together last year we went over for a week beforehand and with no plan whatsoever and jenny and i just like wandered around england and it was awesome it was like it was the best and then we ended up the week with we went to maker central for you know two days and then we came home and but that whole trip maker central was awesome in and of itself but that trip was really about us just going and and not having anything to do and not having any kids to be responsible for and just exploring and it was so good and i would and that was just in england i mean i definitely want to do that again at some point uh, in the rest of europe and the cool thing is once you get over there like getting flights on Ryanair or a, another inexpensive airline like that to hop from country to country is nothing. It costs like $14 a ticket to get from England to France or whatever. It's insane. Like there's actually some flights that we, we found out where you don't actually pay for the flight. All you do is pay for the tax and Ooh. for a bag. Ooh. And you can go from England to like I don't know, any of the European countries. It's like super cheap to hop around over there. It's crazy. You go from England to London, it's really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> American yep. school system. And it's, it's really fast to go to England. Right now, there's London people trying too. to figure out why that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't, uh, I think it's CPG Gray has a great video on how all of that works because it's so confusing with with uk england um uh great britain and how all that is kind of kind of oh confusing. yeah i did yeah. see that that's funny he's that's got a great he's got a great video on that that breaks it down but yet i'm still confused yep well uh do we have anything else to talk about kind of short this week but we didn't really have a, a thing well we're not recording next week so that's true. I didn't talk about my next year. What yeah, what are you looking that? forward to? Yeah. Um, I Well, the first thing is I'm looking forward to the end of January when these renovations are behind me. <clears throat> because I do like renovating things, but I also 
it, it, it's it's like a, a lot of mental energy and a lot of physical labor. Like I I have a huge respect for. I was thinking about this the other day. Huge respect for tradespeople, people who build houses, who do plumbing, who lay tile, who you know the people that do that work physically work their butts off all day every day. Oh and I mean I I do this on rare occasion. Hands where and I'll knees sit down and, and hands and knees all day yeah. long. And, you know, like to think about some of these people who are, you know, up in their in their age and they're still doing that type of manual labor. It's like a lot of work. Like I've I've woken up pretty sore the last few days and I'm like, wow, I'm feeling my age now. <laughs> Whereas I don't normally. <laughs> but it just gives you a whole new respect for people that do this every single day. Um, so kudos to you guys and you ladies who do that. Uh, anyway, at the end of January, these renovations should be behind me for a little bit. So I'm honestly looking forward to doing some smaller stuff. Uh, whereas I think in the past, I usually say I'm looking forward to doing bigger projects, but I'm looking forward to doing some smaller things that I can kind of knock out in, you know, in a day would be nice to have a, a day project to be able to move on. But I think the thing that really keeps coming back to my my head that I keep thinking about and I don't have solved yet is just I'm excited about what's going to change next year because I have a feeling that a bunch is going to change. I think um, the capability that we're going to be able to put out as a company is going to change. I think the people we have, the number of people we have is going to change. I think the space that we may be working in or I don't know. I think a lot's going to change and I don't really know what those things are yet. But I'm super excited about kind of like stuff taking another step. Hmm. I feel like there's been a lot of steps this year. You know, like Josh came on at the beginning of last year. Forby came on full-time in mid-year. Um, and we've gotten a lot of stuff done, but we're already at capacity. Like the three of us are just maxed out. So I think it's inevitable that something else will continue, you know, to grow. And so I'm just excited to figure that out. And I don't know what it is. And that's a little bit scary. And I don't know how we're going to pay for it. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't. I don't know more than I know. <laughs> but it's also really exciting, just because I am super excited to see this continue to to change and grow and whatever it does. So, yeah, it's good. I'm to be also. Excited. I got. Ex- I got excited. Vague, uh, I was just thinking of something else. Something. I got excited hanging out with with my my buddy Hobie uh, last week, getting into like truck renovation and truck modification that's not something i've Hmm. never done too much i mean i've always played with cars but i never really put it on my channel i had intentions of doing it but i never really did it but uh hanging out with hobie we're talking about some real major truck renovations like cutting frames and taking because he's lived that life of like oh we'll just take the bed off and me i'm like oh man i'm not going to be done by (laughs) by dinner i don't want to do that (laughs) you know (laughs) i don't think long term because i've always had to like work in the backyard now that I have a workshop and I can, you know, I'm doing my, my little pickup truck in the, in the new barn over the winter, which is great because I did the whole break, one whole break side. And I left all the tools laying out. I remember doing the same thing in the grass and being like, oh, I'm exhausted from doing that. Now I got to put 700 tools away. What I did the other night is I did the brake job on one side and then I just, uh, I, I just nulled all my tools underneath the truck. So all my tools are all just prepared for the other side when I go back <laughs> over there. Nice. Where in the past, I would have had to like sloppily throw them all away because I'm exhausted from dealing on the dirt on my hands and knees. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing some more truck renovation and stuff like that in a clean, dry shop where I could lay on the floor and yeah. not get ticks in my neck. So, <laughs> so how long How long before you have a truck lift in your building? Probably really quickly because me and Hope were laying around <laughs> under my it. truck. 
He knows every <laughs> brand in the world because he goes to SEMA and he knows everything. And he immediately is like, let's He goes, one of you guys, please send Jimmy DeResta a lift. And he tagged like five companies that do like the small lifts. So, you know, the home lifts that you could kind of bolt to a floor and not get crazy with, uh, you know, hydraulics. So he's like, we'll get you, don't worry, we'll get he's like, he's like, he's so dialed in. He's like, don't worry, we'll get you left because I'm sick of laying on my back. <laughs> like it's for him, it's not for me. Wow. Yeah. So, Man, well, you're going to run out of space again so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving away, I, this. I'm telling you, this spring, I'm giving away a lot of machines. I, I know I've taken in a lot, but now I'm kind of a little bit more focused on what I'm going to use and what I'm not going to use. And, you know, so I'm giving away some stuff this spring and, and I, actually, I absolutely mean that. So hmm. once I have a list of inventory, I'm just going to, I don't know, I'll do a raffle or I'll just say, come first, first serve, come serve first. You know <laughs> yep. Mean. Say that. You should definitely say <laughs> first that. First serve, first come, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Yeah. You should definitely say that. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I had one more question. Totally left turn here. Okay. Um, but you guys may have some input. Uh, we were considering getting a bigger dust collector for the shop. Because I have the Harbor Freight dust collector, and it's been fine, but like it, it with the big CNC, it just kind of I don't know. It's, I think it's time to to step up a little bit because everything is covered in dust everywhere. So, do you have a recommendation for a dust collector that you have seen works really well? You know, something the next step up in in size and power and stuff. I have two Harbor Freight ones: one for the table saw and one for the CNC. I considered that, and I, I think we're going to keep the Harbor Freight and put it on the CNC, but get a bigger one for all the wood tools. Yeah, that's kind of. What and I, I think, think the Harbor Freight one, if you get a better bag on top, it'll you know because right now the bag has like all the micro things blow right through it, so you might be able to get a better bag if if you want to just stick with that. That is. Well, I got an improved bag when I got it, like right off the bat. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. I don't have a suggestion. What I do is I have those wall-mounted Rockler dust collectors. I have four of them throughout the shop. And so the most tools on one uh, dust collector is just one. And then they're not even hanging on the wall. I have them all on the floor. So I have one on the bandsaw, one on the table saw, one on the router. Uh, the table saw also shares one with the, with the planer um, because I didn't want to run... Uh, tubes and, and pipes and duct work everywhere, and they work great. Uh, they work they work really well because there's not a lot of duct work to ruin the efficiency. But I think if you're going for a, a large central one, you you got to go with like like the the two three horsepower two twenty one, right? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm looking. I was kind of looking at the Lagunas just because I saw April has one and it seems to be good, but I don't have any personal experience with it or anything. So, yeah, I was going to suggest the Laguna because they seem to have done some uh, think through, thought through how to take the bin off, how to take the bag out. Did you watch April do the demo where the bin goes in and connects and then disconnects? It's really easy. no. I just I just saw that she had one. I need to no ch- need check to it check out. out. The, the way the bin disconnects and connects is really really hmm. smart. And uh, it immediately becomes mobile, but then you put your step on a foot lever or you release a lever, and the whole bin just drops down for you to just pull out. There's no straps. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the Harbor Freight one. We, when anybody new comes and they're like, what, what do you want me to do? I want to be the intern for the day. I'm like, you got to change the bags on those. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. By the end of the day, they look like they've been, uh, you know, taught and feathered because that's. 
a real pain to switch those yeah. bags. So I used I used to have that Harbor Freight one, and getting even after you get the old bag off and that mess cleaned up, getting the new bag on there is so <laughs> hard because I'm like taking yeah. pieces of tape to try to get the bag to stick before I get the springy <laughs> thing. But oh, it's so frustrating. So. It's so frustrating that when we moved from Georgia to Kentucky, I didn't empty the bag. I left it on the machine and moved the entire thing with, full of sawdust. I was like, it's not quite full. I'm not going to waste the time to empty it. So I just moved with it. There's probably some law about moving, you know, that type of sawdust across state lines or something. But I'm sure. Um, all right. I'm going to thank our Patreon supporters. You guys quick figure out something to talk about that you've been watching. Uh, big thanks to Wise Old Dal, Evan and Caitlin, Corey Ward, Works by Solo, Chad from Mancrafting, Caleb Harris, Maker in Training, Fun Kiss Artistic Creations, Blondie Hacks, Making at Home, and Make Build Modify. Well, uh, them and everybody else. Thank you, everybody uh, else at Patreon as well that supports us at every level. Level, we are super grateful for you. Um, and we hope you have a fantastic holiday season. Yes, but especially our top supporters. Really awesome. Everybody that supports us at any level, even a dollar over there, gets the after show, which is another eh, 15-ish minutes of us talking. Sometimes Jimmy wears pants. Wears pants. <laughs> optional. Not. Pants are optional in the it's after show. I'm loosening my belt right now. Whether listening That's or true. podcasting, pants are optional. <laughs> That's right. No matter what side of the speaker you're on. Yep. Um, yeah, if you want to help us out, go to patreon.com slash making it. We would appreciate it very much. What you guys got? I, I got something. Uh, if anybody is fans of Men at Arms, you guys know the Men at Arms channel, which is like oh, a, yeah. a yeah. Google-run channel, and uh, used to have Tony Swatton was the guy who did all the. the, the They're Google-run. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I talked to a guy. I, I mean, I can give everybody a little bit of a secret. I don't know if it's that much of a secret, but I spoke to somebody once when I was was being courted by a uh, multi-channel network and the guy said you got to do something like men at arms i'm like oh he does a great job because oh and he's not a person that's google google started that channel because one of the most searched engine one of the most uh searched things was people looking for people that make weapons based on video games so they said why don't we just make a channel of people that do that and then so that's why if you go to men at arms there's a couple of series on it it's basically like google's network and so they had tony swatton was the first blacksmith that made all that stuff he's a big old bearded guy and uh then they they hired the stagmire brothers at baltimore knife works so uh matt and uh his brother and uh, another guy named Ilya, who've been doing it for the last few years well turns out they're now on their own they are no longer working at men at arms they just contacted me this week i, I met those guys a couple of years ago because i went to a hammer in at their place and i got to be friendly with all of them and uh, i i kind of warned them at the time i'm like you know you guys are in a really good position they get millions of views but on that channel, I was like, they were basically hired to be there, and you know, they 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 reaped the benefits of that. But now they're no longer doing that because the production company changed direction. So I was like, you guys really, you guys are all very famous for doing this. Build your own channels, build your own channels while you're doing this, because one day this is not going to be here. And I got an email from him this week, and he said, he goes, maybe you know, the production company just folded overnight, and now we're uh, left out in the cold. So we're going to start our own wow. thing. So now the guys from uh, the Men at Arms channel. That's uh, Matt and Ilya. Uh, Matt Stagmeyer and Ilya uh, have a channel called That Works. So navigate your fandom over to That Works and they're going to be making their own videos and we talked about doing a collaboration. So me and Brett are going to figure out how to do something with those guys in the next couple of weeks. Oh, nice. Four months. 
or whatever. So check those guys out. I know they have huge, huge audience and uh, people are probably confused about what's coming up. The last video they posted was a couple of weeks ago. Now, I don't know what's next for that particular All Me channel. I don't know what's next over there, but I don't think they'll be there next. Huh. Crazy. Okay. This week, I got a channel called Leo Makes, and he doesn't have a lot of videos out, but I came across a video about three weeks ago, and it, it's super nerdy, and it's super awesome. So he took, uh, he made a DIY plate reverb out of an Ikea Ooh. shelving unit, and if you know anything about plate reverbs, it's, it's, it's used for music to give uh, a sound space, and plate reverbs usually take up an entire room. It's a big metal plate that's hung in an entire room, and there's microphones in there, that, and the sound is, is kind of reverber reverberated off the plate. He made one off of a single shelving unit from an Ikea thing, and it was really cool. It was super nerdy, and then and it sounded okay, and then he did a second video uh, just a few days ago where he remade it and made it sound better he he took what he had and and just just made it better and it was just super cool and fun to watch and so he does a lot of it's a lot of music based stuff but he's got cncs and 3d printers and stuff like that so it's just a really cool thing if you like nerding out and watching how things are made sweet that looks cool have to check that out. All right. Um, so mine, I've actually talked about him before. Uh, Levi Allen. Do you guys know Levi Allen? Jimmy's muted. He's saying something. but That's the guy who's like the adventurer, the filmmaker. He's done the jog with Casey or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he, he does adventure films. Um, I met uh, Levi in Idaho, in Boise, Idaho, at a conference. And super cool guy. Um, also really tall. But super cool and we hung out for a little bit. And so I've been watching his stuff uh, since then. And he put out a video. I don't know. It's been in my watch later list. I'm so bad about watching things right when they come out that I don't really know uh, when it came out. But it's fairly recent. Um, but it's called... Hang on. Hang on. Where did, where did it go? Wait for it. It doesn't really matter what it's called. It's called My Greatest Fear While Pursuing Success. And it, he does... Uh, adventure films, but he also does kind of vlog stuff recently uh, on occasion. And this one um, stood out to me because, I mean, he always has good stuff to say, but he talks about basically in the pursuit of success, he is afraid of getting in a place to where he's always wanting more. He's always wanting uh. to chase success more. And, and not be aware of what, and which is kind of what we talked about today, like and not being aware of how awesome things are right now, where you are, and always looking to the next thing. It was really well said, and uh, he just makes really pretty videos too, and he's a nice guy. So uh, go check out Levi. And his, his like, uh, adventure films are beautiful. Like, he, he's just great with a camera. He does a lot of, like, slackline videos and... Uh, all, just all sorts of stuff. Really cool. Can I tell you about... And, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, he and, he and I are going to go on a run sometime in 2019. We decided. One more thing, real quick, before you say. One, I forgot a thing that I'm excited about for next year. Alex Steele and I came up with an idea for our collaboration, and it's going to be awesome, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> I'm excited about that. All right, go. Uh, one of the things I mentally struggle with all the time... I need to watch this video, uh, but I struggle with is... I'm never 
I have a hard time being satisfied. It's like I, I, I get to a point of I, I, I reach a goal, but I'm not satisfied because the, I keep pushing the goal forward and I keep wanting more. And it, I don't know how to deal with it. It's and I don't know I I don't and I don't know obviously how to put it into words, but I never feel completely satisfied, and it's the thing that drives me. But it's also the thing that drives me nuts. Does that make sense at all? Am I just yeah spewing words? No, and yeah. he he kind of talks he kind of talks about that same thing, and he doesn't really have an answer either. But I think it's it's hugely important to be aware of that. You know, I've heard to, a, I've heard a, I've heard over the years a few celebrities. I don't know why I attribute this to Madonna, but somebody said Madonna once said, "The minute you get comfortable, your career is over." So, mm. yeah, that's you know, it's basically just always chasing the upward mobility. is It's not it's not unhealthy to some extent. I think that. when in, when it's in check, but yeah, 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 I agree. All right, cool. You guys got anything else? I just I'm looking at my Instagram and I just was reminded of a very funny story, really quick. My buddy's okay. in Thailand. He's in some like little cheap hotel getting his feet massaged. And the guy at the foot massage goes, oh, where are you from? And he says, oh, I live in New York City. He goes, do you know Jimmy DeResta? What? And my, <laughs> and my, buddy, what? Says, my buddy almost fell off his chair. He goes, yes, I do. He goes, I watch his YouTube channel all the time. I'm one of his biggest fans. So he sent me a picture of him with this guy, you know, wearing like a hotel <laughs> getup. And he said, dude, you got to follow this guy. He's one of your biggest fans. He goes, we just talked about That's you for a half crazy. hour. Oh, so he said, I nearly fell off my chair when he goes, oh, you're from New York? Do you know Jimmy DeResta? Because <laughs> everybody in New York knows Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> but could you imagine the chances of that in uh, being in Thailand? Like in the middle of nowhere. It's, funny. it's just, so funny because like if you were to talk to somebody from like, you know, some big town in Arizona or something and you'd be I, like, hey, do you know the the Price family? They'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know some Price, you know, but New York yeah. City <laughs> and Jimmy <laughs> right. DeResta. <laughs> Right. That's funny. Yeah, so it's just a funny, funny small world story because of YouTube. Hmm. Crazy. All right, we're gonna go to the after show. All right. All Thanks right. for listening, everybody. Thank you. Uh, and we'll see you year. in. Yeah, see you in January. I guess. Yeah. Cool. Love you all. Thank you. I love you Bye. all as well. Happy New Year. Me, I love you all as well. Oh. More than the other two guys. All right. See you next week. No! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> next year. <laughs> right.